This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In the tapestry of ancient Greek mythology, one figure stands out as a beacon of martial prowess and divine wrath, Achilles, the greatest warrior who ever lived. Before the birth of this legendary hero, a cosmic conflict unfolded as Zeus and Poseidon both vied for the hand of Thetis, a water goddess, in matrimonial union. Yet, a whisper by Themis, the divine goddess of law, echoed through the heavens. It foretold a prophecy, a destiny painted by the threads of fate, revealing that Thetis would bear a son whose glory would surpass even that of his own father. Intrigued, and perhaps wary of the celestial revelation, Zeus, the thunderous ruler of Mount Olympus, and Poseidon, the god of the sea, withdrew their pursuit of marrying Thetis. In a twist of fate, the beautiful goddess married Peleus, the king of the Myrmidons, a mortal. Thus, their son Achilles was born, half mortal, half god. The tale of Achilles unfolds when his mother Thetis embarked on a sacred endeavor to immortalize her son. With delicate intention, she immersed the infant Achilles into the sacred waters of the river Stax that runs to the underworld, where the essence of immortality seemed to linger. Yet, in the grand orchestration of destiny, a twist emerged. The very act meant to confer eternal invincibility revealed a weakness. As Thetis cradled her son in the mystic currents, Achilles was left vulnerable at the part of the body in which she held him, which was his left heel. The father of Achilles, King Peleus, entrusted the wise centaur Chiron to tutor his son. Achilles learned the art of war, philosophy and healing. He would soon transform from an eager apprentice to a formidable warrior, his prowess growing with every lesson. The centaur's guidance played a pivotal role in shaping the destiny of the young hero. Achilles also grew up with a companion named Patroclus. Achilles would teach Patroclus what he himself had been taught by Chiron, and the two would be brothers, not by blood, but by bond. In several accounts, Achilles was described as having a large chest, a fine mouth, and powerfully formed arms and legs. His head was covered with long blonde-coloured hair, and though mild in manner, he was very fierce in battle. As Achilles matured, a foreboding prophecy would cast a shadow upon his journey. His mother Thetis, a goddess of ethereal grace, imparts to her son the delicate threads of destiny. 
offering a choice. Achilles is to choose whether to have a long uneventful life, where his name will eventually be forgotten and will fade from existence and all living memory, or a short and glorious life where his name would be immortalised, Achilles being brilliant, restless and one of the greatest warriors any man had ever seen, chose glory and decided to take part in the Trojan War. Over the years, Agamemnon, the king of the Mycenae, would become the most powerful man in Greece by extending his dominion. Helen of Sparta, the most beautiful woman in the world, was married to Menelaus, the king of Sparta, and the brother of Agamemnon. Paris, a Trojan prince, came to Sparta to claim Helen, in the guise of a supposed diplomatic mission. Paris would raid the house of Menelaus, in order to steal Helen from him. However, according to some accounts, she fell in love with Paris, and left willingly. The Spartans' expedition to retrieve Helen from Paris in Troy is the mythological basis of the Trojan War. Menelaus and his brother Agamemnon raised a fleet of a thousand ships and went to Troy to secure Helen's return. As the Trojans refused, Helen would become Helen of Troy, providing a justification for war. A war that would be remembered for thousands of years. With the call to arms echoing across Greece, Achilles, now a beacon of martial might, heeds the summons to join the Trojan War. The image depicts the gathering of heroes, each with their unique skills and stories, as they set sail to fulfil the destiny on the battlefield of Troy. On the shores of Troy, Achilles's divine rage erupts as he conquers eleven cities and twelve islands belonging to Troy. Legends state he killed kings and demigods in climactic clashes that would echo through the centuries. The siege of Troy lasted for nine long years. This part of the war is the least developed among surviving sources, which convey events in the last year of the war. The tapestry of strife unfolds with Achilles' withdrawal from the battlefield, a response to the profound indignity that he endures at the hands of Agamemnon, the paramount leader of the Greek forces. The beginning of this discord lies in Agamemnon's appropriation of Chryseis, a woman taken captive and now bound in servitude. In the sacred halls of Apollo, Chrysis, her father, and a venerable priest, implores Agamemnon to release her from her chains. Unmoved by the pleas, Agamemnon refuses. Disgusted, Apollo, the god of sun and light, releases a plague upon the Greek ranks. Amidst this divine wrath, the seer Kalchas identifies the source of the plague but hesitates to divulge it, and he demands the protection of Achilles before unveiling the truth. Achilles, compelled by honour, pledges his shield to protect Calchas. The seer then declares that Chryseis must be restored to her father. Reluctantly, 
Agamemnon consents, but foolishly demands Achilles' own prize, Briseis as a replacement. Enveloped in a fury, and nursing the wound of dishonour, Achilles, spurred on by both resentment and love for Briseis, refuses to wield his sword, or lead his troops alongside the Greek contingent. Simultaneously, the wrathful Achilles prays to his mother, Thetis, to implore Zeus to sway the fortunes of war in favour of the Trojans, a desperate plea to reclaim his honour, as he knew if the Greeks were losing, they would need their best warrior. As the tides of battle shift against the Greeks, under Zeus's influence, Nestor, the king of Pylos, declares that the Trojans are winning because Agamemnon has angered Achilles, and urges the king to appease the warrior. In a bid to calm the angered warrior, Agamemnon dispatches emissaries who Achilles respects, such as Odysseus, the king of Ithaca, and Ajax, a towering warrior of great repute and courage. They promise that, if Achilles returns to battle, Agamemnon will return the captive Briseis and other gifts. Yet, Achilles, resolute and unyielding, refuses, urging his countrymen to set sail for home. As the Trojan horde, commanded by the valiant Trojan prince Hector, surges forth, the force push the Greek army back towards the beaches and assault the Greek ships. The echo of battle drums vibrate along the beaches, intertwining with the clash of bronze and the anguished cries of men. In the midst of this impending calamity, Patroclus, bearing the armour of Achilles and leading the indomitable Myrmidons, strides into the fray, the armour of the great hero adorning his frame, while Achilles remains cloistered within his camp. A symphony of war unfolds as Patroclus carves a resolute path, repelling the Trojan onslaught from the sands, only to meet his fateful end at the hands of the relentless Hector. The news of the demise of Patroclus shatters the spirit of Achilles. In his anguish, Achilles' mother Thetis descends to console her mourning son. With a mother's plea and celestial persuasion, she employs Hephaestus, the Greek god of blacksmiths, to forge new armour for Achilles. Incensed by the injustice dealt to Patroclus, Achilles, no longer shackled by his self-imposed exile from battle, emerges onto the field. His vengeful blade becomes an instrument of retribution, claiming the lives of many in a torrent of wrath, his singular focus fixed upon Hector. Yet, in a surreal twist, Achilles even contends with the divine, engaging in a tumultuous clash with the river god Scarmander, who has become angry that Achilles is choking his waters with all the men he has killed. The god attempts to drown the enraged hero, a force of nature against mortal fury, only to be thwarted by the intervention of other gods. Zeus himself, 
acknowledging the rage within Achilles, dispatches the gods to control his fury, preventing the sack of Troy before the appointed hour of its demise. This conveys that the unhindered rage of Achilles can defy fate itself, reflecting his status as the greatest warrior who ever lived. Finally, after countless Trojan warriors were slain by the hand of Achilles, he found his prey, Hector. In a tumultuous pursuit, Achilles, relentless as the coursing wind, chases Hector with the will of one descended from the gods. Hector soon realises that the battle was inevitable and decides to face Achilles in a climactic duel. Hector, embracing the courage of his impending doom, charges at Achilles with his blade, yet it betrayed him and misses its mark. Accepting his predestined demise, Hector, in a plea of dignity, implores Achilles not for mercy, but to treat his body with respect after killing him. The response he receives is a symphony of Achilles' rage, who says, My rage, my fury, would drive me now to hack your flesh away and eat it raw. Such agonies you have caused me. With this chilling declaration, Achilles slays Hector, extinguishing the light of the Trojan hero. In a cruel aftermath, he drags his lifeless form from behind his chariot, a gruesome testament to the savagery of war. Haunted by a dream, wherein the departed Patroclus begs Achilles to hold his funeral, Achilles hosts a series of funeral games in honour of his companion. Amidst the shadows of mourning, Priam, Hector's father, and the aged monarch of Troy, ventures to the tent of Achilles. With a heavy heart, he implores the formidable warrior to grant his fallen son the dignity of a proper burial. Achilles, moved by a momentary surge of humanity, agrees, extending an olive branch in the form of a truce that would endure for nine solemn days, with a burial on the tenth. In the aftermath of Hector's demise, a new force emerges on the stage of Troy. Memnon, at the helm of a formidable army of Ethiopians, arrives with an air of anticipation. Memnon's colossal army, too vast to be quantified, encircled the city. The grandeur of his arrival sparks a magnificent banquet in his honour. Memnon and Priam, as customary leaders of their realms, culminate the evening by exchanging tales of valour and conquest. Memnon, in his humility, imparts the wisdom that the true measure of his strength lies on the battlefield, cautioning against undue boasting in the sanctity of the banquet hall. Despite Priam's declaration that Memnon may be the salvation of Troy, the Ethiopian king remains modest, acknowledging that the proving of ground for his metal lies ahead in the crucible of war. In this symphony of anticipation, the humble echo of Memnon's words resonates, a foreshadowing of the trials yet to be faced on the morrow. On the eve of the impending clash, 
the divine favour upon Memnon reaches unprecedented heights. Zeus, the master of the heavens, orchestrates an extraordinary decree, binding the entire Olympian pantheon in a sacred covenant. All gods are sworn to non-interference, allowing Achilles and Memnon to be the masters of their own destinies. Memnon, embodying the noble warrior bound by values, engages in a fateful encounter with Antichalus, Nestor's valiant son. The clash of swords led to the moment where Memnon slays Antichalus, the prince of Pylos. Nestor, the king of Pylos, despite the weight of his years, seethes with righteous fury, seeking retribution. In a testament to Memnon's honour, the Ethiopian warrior, respecting Nestor's age and valour, refuses to engage him in combat, acknowledging the profound respect he holds for the aged warrior. This moment of restraint mirrors the chivalry of Achilles and underscores the depth of their shared values. Upon reaching the hallowed shores of the Greek ships, the grieving Nestor implores Achilles to avenge the death of his son Antichalus. The stage is set for an epic duel, a clash of titans, while both wearing divine armour made by the god Hephaestus. Zeus, in his divine favour, bestows upon both warriors immense stature and boundless stamina, so the warriors on both sides could witness the divine clash of these demigods and the greatest warriors to ever grace the earth. The climax arrives with a single decisive thrust as Achilles with divine precision pierces Memnon's heart. This fateful blow sent shockwaves across the battlefield, compelling the Ethiopian army to flee in terror. Achilles, the living legend, would scale the walls of Troy, ready to unleash his final fury upon the city's gates. However, he became a target. The culmination of his invincible saga was an arrow, propelled from the bowstring of the Trojan prince Paris, whose actions had caused the war, due to stealing the most beautiful woman in the world, Helen of Troy. This divinely guided arrow pierced the very heart of the hero's vulnerability, his heel. In the hallowed narratives, Apollo, the divine archer and harbinger of fate, is whispered to have guided the arrow with precise precision, directing it into Achilles' Achilles heel, the lone chink in his seemingly impenetrable armour. As the arrow finds its mark, the symphony of war halts, and the legendary warrior succumbs to the dance of fate. The fall of Achilles serves as a reminder that even the mightiest among mortals can fall in the most unexpected ways. Achilles, the personification of the warrior spirit, casts a colossal shadow that reached across centuries influencing not only the mythic realms of ancient Greece, but also leaving an indelible mark on two of history's greatest conquerors, Alexander the Great and Julius Caesar. The resonance of Achilles' martial prowess, as depicted in the Iliad, 
served as an enduring source of inspiration for these legendary leaders. Alexander, enamoured by the tales of Achilles, saw himself as a modern-day incarnation of the Greek hero, emulating his determination in his conquests across the known world. Likewise, Julius Caesar, a military tactician, found in Achilles a kindred spirit, drawing strength from the tales of his martial glory as he navigated the treacherous landscape of Roman politics and warfare. The legacy of Achilles, a symbol of indomitable will and martial excellence, thus became a guiding light for these titans of history, each seeking to emulate the heroic virtues that defined the legendary Greek warrior. In the pantheon of legendary figures, Achilles stands out, his legacy a beacon that illuminates the human capacity for glory and the nature of mortal existence. His name, whispered through the ages, is a testament to the enduring power of myth and the profound impact of a singular life, forever echoing as the greatest warrior the earth has ever seen. I hope you all enjoyed the video. If you did, be sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all soon for another History Profile. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.